Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Deeply Podcast. On today's episode, I have a special guest, my very good friend, uh, Mamiya. She's going to tell us her journey um, through living outside of her home country, the lessons that she picked up about herself when she was young, and how she is thriving today. Um, on this episode, because of distance, and she's actually in another country you would experience some lags between the questions that i'm asking and you may also feel like the answers to my questions are being overlapped or she's answering prior to that is not the case it's a little technical glitch and i am going to fine-tune that but should that still persist just know that that was a technical glitch that um, we had to deal with. So I hope you enjoy this episode and you give me any feedback that you have. And always remember to be mindful and kind. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining me on today's episode. So just before we get in, I want to let everyone know welcome to the deeply podcast and today i'm really honored to have my very very good friend mamiya on the show uh, mamiya is the ceo of pretty papers she's a maker of planner cards and dashboards and you can check her beautiful products out on prettypapers.com she's also on instagram if you want to take a look as well and mamiya how are you doing today i'm doing great actually it's really nice today um we're kind of getting cold weather now, but it's it's super bright outside. And so, you know, we're going to try and take an advantage of it later on today and maybe go down for a walk by the lake. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Okay, <laughs> but awesome. I'm having a nice day. So nice. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. OK, so I, I did want you to come on here because um, for those of you who do not know, Mommy and I have known each other since we were like very little <laughs> <laughs> and she has really been a visionary in my life she's very wise guys i'm not even joking oh, she's thank you wise beyond her years and i feel like she has some things that she could literally share with all of us and we could learn something right here so mommy if you don't mind giving us a little um, background about yourself we did grow up together in ghana if you can start from there Mm -hmm. Well, first off, I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me to share your space on this podcast. You're and, welcome. Um, yeah, like you just said, we've known each other since we were 11 years old and we've practically grown up together. Yeah. I mean, a big chunk of our adult life has been separate, but we've always kept in touch. And so um, I'm happy definitely to share with you um, just a quick background not that you don't know <laughs> of, of who I am so yes um I grew up in Ghana with you uh up until about 16 when I was 16 years old and then I moved to the U.S. and so um my childhood in Ghana I would say was pretty much like a regular <laughs> I mean I don't know if there's anything specific you want to know about my childhood but it was pretty regular like we went to school we hang out and you know just same old same old um right um nothing really out of the ordinary but what I would like to add to that was um I think growing up definitely you could see that there was um, some difficulty. I guess I went through some challenges as I was yeah. growing up in terms of socializing. And uh, maybe that's something that we can explore as we go further. But um, I can definitely speak to that as well as sort of what my life has evolved to be now that I'm 31, right? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you can tell us growing up, since you mentioned earlier that you moved to the USA when you were 16. Right. So what was life like when you were in Ghana and what was the transition at that age going outside of the country? Right. So my life in Ghana, so I went to school um, like I said, just like everybody else regularly. And then uh, I, we finished our GSS and then we went to boarding school. And then when I was in boarding school, um, 
the first year of boarding school was very, very difficult for me to adapt just because um, obviously this is the first time for most of us <laughs> leaving our family, leaving our parents and then going to boarding school. So I went to an all, all girls boarding school and it was about a four hour drive from where I live. And you're literally <laughs> stuck with a bunch of women because I went to an all girls school. So you're stuck with a bunch of women. Yes, I remember for, that. <laughs> I think, is it like, was it about three months at a time? And then you yeah, go three home to for four like, months. Right. Yeah. And so for me, it was a huge, 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 huge change in my life because my whole life, I'm, I'm, you know, in a family with three siblings and, and then you, you know, leave that and then you go and join a bunch of like <laughs> I think about my school I think they had about 800 girls and wow. so for me it was huge because then you have to take care of yourself which <laughs> sadly um, because I have older siblings I didn't really used to do a lot of things at home like you know washing your clothes making sure yes. you're eating on time and all these things like the things <laughs> were just already done right right um, and so I had to quickly grow up but I think what I struggled with the most, which is what I touched on earlier on about socializing, was the fact that I was now exposed to different types of personalities because everybody wasn't coming from the same background that I was coming from, be it financially or just, you know, socially, really. Everybody had different backgrounds. And so trying to find your place there trying to find the right people to be around. I think that was very difficult for me to navigate because I was so used to being in a certain circle. And um, unfortunately for me, because I just didn't know, and I was very trusting, I would say, and so I didn't really know how to be diplomatic sometimes. <laughs> and I felt like <laughs> oh, well, we're all here and everybody seems to be cool and hanging out. So it's fine to share and it's fine to, to expose anything about yourself, right? Whereas some people were more mature than I was and so knew exactly how to be in that space. And that was a huge learning for me because I went through so much bullying just from being myself and it didn't make any sense to me at the time because I'm like that well like I don't know I, I can't be anybody but myself but yeah you, like you know it's just again when you're young <laughs> you don't really think through um you know what you say most of the time and so yeah, something those teenage years too right so something that you would think is very oh this is very normal to say like if I was with my family or with my close friends it wouldn't be a big deal but then to other people who are not necessarily from the same background as you are would find issue with it. And then again, I mean, I'm sure you're probably very privy to this as well. Like females just always end up, even if you have a sister, you go through this. Females always end up just having arguments and tips with each other. <laughs> yes. That's very true. <laughs> exactly. And then you find that, you know, things got lost in translation. And so there's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of things that happen with girls in general. And so just for me, that first year in, in boarding school was really tough. It was really, really tough that every visiting that my parents came by, I was like, can you please just take me home? <laughs> can you get me out of here? Because I don't want to be here. Um, and so actually the opportunity to go to the u.s came from the boarding school which is also very fascinating and i and i truly believe that um that really was like my escape you know from yes. the trauma of um you know having to deal with everything that i just talked about and right. so um, one of my dearest friends which is so funny because she um was we were in the same class but she wasn't from she isn't from across, so it's not like I've known her since my childhood or anything. We okay. just met in the school. But even meeting in the school, I wasn't actually really close to her. But they made the announcement that there was going to be this whole program that, you know, you could participate in and then you could travel abroad, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I don't think it's something I'm interested in. I don't really care. And she's like, no, you should totally go. You should. And I was like, really? 
And then she's like, yeah, if I have to come to your dorm and grab you and bring you, I will do that. So I was like, yeah, 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 like whatever. (laughs) And so (laughs) she literally, and it's, it's so crazy to me because um, she literally came down to my dorm the day of the meeting because I completely forgot. (laughs) I couldn't be bothered. So I wasn't thinking about it. And she grabbed me and she's like, let's go. Let's just go listen. So I was like, okay, fine. We'll go listen. So I went and we listened and I was like, oh, this sounds exciting. Like you can go a year abroad, like, you know, um, go a year abroad, study and then come back home. Well, that's not for me. I was like, well, I'm miserable here anyway. So I'll tell my parents and see what they say. And if they say, you know, um, you can go, then I'll go. So I just told them when they visited me and then they're like, okay, fine. We'll look into it. Now, this is the part that's so amazing. My cousin, (laughs) my lovely cousin, who is also in boarding school at the time, but in like an all boys school, was participating in the program, but I had no idea. Wow. And we hadn't even communicated. So it was just like amazing when we like we went to the airport and I was like, wait, what? You're going to? <laughs> You're also here. <laughs> yeah, but for me, like my friend, she really is the person that got me to go. And then from there, um, like I said, so I we went to the US for like a year um, abroad. And so okay. from 16, yeah, that's when I left and went, home, went to the US. Um, I left my okay. family here. All right. So, um, wow that's very interesting and so having to deal with all those personalities at that right. age in boarding right. school with all those females right. you would really think sometimes females would rally for you right Right. so having having experienced all of that and then leaving the country was that your first time going out of the country by yourself right that was my very first time but you know in this case i, I feel like seeing by myself sounds a bit <laughs> wrong because my cousin was right there so i felt a bit of right but i would say yes like going outside of the country without my family I mean yes my my cousin and I went together but we went to different states and so I lived in Michigan he lived in Texas and so basically yes I traveled by myself and um, I would say that with the you know boarding school and then going through that um, you know I guess adaptation issue with females didn't really I didn't really do anything about that for me I was just traumatized emotionally and so leaving sounded like a great idea right and so I didn't address anything I didn't even talk to my parents about it I just was like I don't care I just want to be done with this place and out of here (laughs) (laughs) and so imagine so I go to the U.S. well I went to the U.S. and um, that's when I think I really had to grow up, <laughs> you know, it really, right without your family. Right. And also just really address some of the stuff that I tried to run away from because in the U S I didn't actually even have an issue with my friends in school. I think I had an amazing time when it came to school. It was very, very different from like the school that we had both been to in Ghana, right? How you study, right. like, you know, you make time for social, like, you know, and not any type yeah. of social. Like, you really made time to, like, go to football games or, like, do some type of activity, um, like, right. out-of-school activity. And with your friends, or you go out and you hang out at, like, arcades, and then you play all day and stuff like that. So with my friends, I had an amazing time. The issue that I had to confront now in the U.S. was, like, with the family that I lived with. <laughs> and oh. And so... What I struggled with the most in that scenario was the fact that at home with my family, I got away with a lot of things. You know, my parents didn't necessarily call me out a lot on stuff um, because just to give some context, I'm the last born. And so usually I think you probably know this, Grace, um, yeah. with last borns, <laughs> hardly. <laughs> do they ever get reprimanded right you know usually yes they get away with exactly and so or even if like you got called out you really just brush it off your shoulder and so to finally be in a household where I was now the older sibling as opposed to the last yeah and then having to you know take responsibility for others I was just like what do you mean I need to wake them up 
what do you mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I really, really, and so it really created a lot of tension and I, and immediately made me very uncomfortable. And I was like, well, I have to, I want to go home now. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> this has become too much. <laughs> and so again, having difficulty adapting because the circumstances were in, I guess, you know, in my opinion, right for me but I needed that I truly needed that and it would make sense in a minute why I needed that um and so in the U.S. I feel like that's what I can I confronted really just knowing how to well growing up quickly um you know maturing as opposed to being stuck in like you know being Ghana right yeah okay so um you're currently in Canada. Right. What informed that right. decision to move to Canada and how did you make that transition right. as far as even communicating with others? Because now you've learned something about mm-hmm. yourself from Ghana. Mm-hmm. You moved and learned something more. So I'm pretty sure you learned some other things when you made that decision to go to Canada as well. Right. So if you can tell us something about right. that. Right. So usually when you're done high school, um, well, I mean, it's just it's just what is top of mind for everybody when they're in the senior year. And so just to, again, add some more color to this, I ended up finishing my high school in the U.S. And so, like I just said, what you would do is in your senior year, you would apply to college. And so my sister used to live in the U.S. and I was thinking, oh, maybe I should move to her state um, I'm still going to apply to schools in my state, which was in Michigan, but I still wanted to try other places. I had heard of HBCUs. I was like, oh, that sounds like a fun place. There's Black people. <laughs> I want to be with Black people, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> and so I was looking into all of that. But actually, my school counselor, she's an amazing, amazing, amazing person. Um, she really helped me a lot actually navigate through schooling in the U.S. just because it was such a different system. So she's the one who advised um, me on like other options that I had because I think you're familiar with this, Grace. But if you're, you can pay like your fees in state but immediately you leave the state that you live in, you have to pay out like, yeah, more. exactly. Cause you're out of state. And, and for yeah. me, regardless of whether I was in state or out of state, I was going to be paying more fees anyway, because I was going to be seen as an international person or an international yes. student. And so I was like, okay, well then I'm not limited to live in the U S like, I'm just going to look at the different programs that schools are offering. But I think for me, what was, very important was to go to a school where I was getting a scholarship, obviously. So I applied yeah. to all the schools and then my counselor told me to look into schools in Canada. So that's what I did. And I applied to schools in Canada as well. And then the school that came back to me quickly, actually, with a scholarship because I left the U.S. and went to Ghana. Um, and so in Ghana, I was okay. waiting because I didn't go to, I didn't start my university um, in September like everyone would. I started in January because I had gone to Ghana. So I graduated in June and then I left and went to Ghana for six months because I obviously I was homesick and wanted to be with my family. I didn't want to live abroad. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I just waited that whole time when I was in Ghana for uh, the school that was going to get back to me. And so the school in Canada got back to me. Um, and so I think I left Ghana like January, like third or something, <laughs> in 2008, a long time ago. And then I came to school yeah. here. So that's how I transitioned from the U S to Canada. Now to just tie everything in, um, in terms of, um, how, everything that I went through in the past informed my decision and also made me comfortable and confident to move was because I had been exposed, right? So I had been exposed to something different. Um, and my stay in the U.S. helped me understand how best to adapt to this, this part of the world, right? And how to yes. actually... Um, I guess pay attention to again what you say and also how you you I guess relate to people 
and not to think that everyone is your family <laughs> in a sense that yes. you feel like oh I can be so real with them and oh I can be so because your realness could be someone's offense right so yes <laughs> yes that's something that I'm actually um learning as well so would you say that that stay that tra- that um duration you had in the USA is was um maybe a healing right. grace for you or a saving right. grace it for really you put like a mirror on what I experienced when I was in Ghana because at the time at 16 I couldn't necessarily understand why I was just being myself and saying the things I wanted to say or act the way I wanted to act which would be accepted in my home but then now those things became yes. I guess they became spaces for people to bully me and you know I would hear rumors of things that I have said but haven't really said <laughs> you know what I'm talking about right like half truths <laughs> yeah I know and like things I'm like wait what I didn't say that like but that's not what I meant <laughs> and then it becomes this whole thing right and so just it yeah. really put a mirror on that for me and so in transitioning to Canada I knew exactly how to handle myself. I knew exactly how to be diplomatic. Beautiful. I knew exactly how yeah. to, to um, adapt. And so right away, I switched from the community mindset. I know it sounds really sad to say, but I switched from that community <laughs> mindset to being an individual, right? And, and really getting to know who I am. Yes. And um, yes. I learned a lot, actually. <laughs> I've learned a lot over the last 10 years. But then again, too, I feel like, obviously, you've been my friend forever. <laughs> and we, yeah. we've gone through different things together, right? And I think we both learned from each other yes. as well. I feel, yes, yeah, absolutely. and I also feel like my husband, too, has really helped me, again, evolve more. Because um, as you're very aware, uh, when I was younger, because again I wasn't really clear on who I was I would get easily emotional and the only way that I knew how to handle my emotions was to fly off the handle or like be a bit more aggressive because I feel like I need to stand up for myself and at my home it flies but you can't just fly off the handle in public right and so having a husband who's more level-headed who can actually you know, reel you in and just say, hey, maybe take a pause. Maybe just take a second, breathe in and out. (laughs) Think about it. (laughs) Give it a day or two and see how you feel. And 90% of the time, you feel very different, right? So um, it's just a lot of things have happened over the last 10 years, I would say, um, aside from everything that went through in Ghana, going to the U.S. and so forth, that I think has all helped in me evolving, until who I am today which is very different actually (laughs) from what I was like if I look back and it's a very beautiful transition and I'm very happy and even honored to be a witness to all of that to see how you have grown in every Mm -hmm. season and it's very you've Mm -hmm. really been um you've been really been a solid rock Mm -hmm. for me because sometimes when I hit a wall I'm like come on (laughs) yeah And talk about this. So I'm happy that you shared that. So with being in Canada now, having gone through um, college and then work, how was it when you found your husband? How was it when you found your partner? Was it a smooth, easy process Mm -hmm. for you? Did you have to deal with grief during the process? Did you have to deal with Mm -hmm. loss? Are you dealing Mm -hmm. with loss? So, well, I know my husband since we were both six years old. And so like meeting my husband wasn't difficult because we've known each other since we were kids. We've grown up together. Um, In fact, my husband moved to Canada because of me, um, because I lived here. So (laughs) I'm so grateful to God that (laughs) I didn't have to go through that level of headache to find my husband. Um, Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, And I'm so grateful for my husband because he's extremely patient and he's just a perfect balance to me because I'm very... Um, yes. you know, yes. I would say I'm not as reserved as my husband <laughs> to put it you know, nicely. <laughs> um, and so I think it's a good balance. And, um, for me, I would say that my husband, um, and I 
have grown together. Like I said, we've been married now for, I would say, four years. We've been together for 10 um, altogether. And we've gone through different things. So we went to college together. Uh, There wasn't really a lot of um, difficulty with that. It's just normal growing pains going through college. Um, I think for us, the big the big thing that we had to experience together was living together right because um we lived mm-hmm. in separate provinces we didn't live together when he lived in canada and so uh, mind you i have i had been independent at the time until we moved together for like five six years and so i'm sure you can attest to this yeah. when you're an independent person you don't tend to think much about other people and other things like you just think about yourself yeah and so (laughs) having to you know for both of us having to because we've both been independent and having to come together um and live together and understand um you know how we both work with each other was was a bit of an adaptation as well, I would say. And and I had to learn a lot through that. And so um, before my husband, though, I was in a previous relationship that, I mean, it, didn't, it wasn't really um, a long relationship, but I think that relationship put a perspective in my head about men. And so, I mean, one of the things that my husband used to call me out on a lot was like, you know, you can't treat people the same way that like you know if you've been through terrible things with people you can't just like see anybody else in, on the street and just project those things on them you have to, right right and it's right. so easy you have to, to give do. people a chance you have to see i mean it's hard to not you know it's hard to mm-hmm. think that okay this person isn't going to screw me over or take advantage of me but you have to trust and you have to let go and you have to lean into um you know the relationship and just focus on you and what you bring to the table stop trying to manage someone else stop trying to get them to do what you want like it's just all of that doesn't help and so he really helped me navigate that eventually because it was very difficult for me i i was always like you know no i don't think you should do it this way because this is how i've done it and I know it works because I've done it. And he's like, okay, let's try my way. And so just meshing, coming together. I think we went through a lot, but we're better, so much better that a lot of the things that I personally would bicker about are like, it's not even relevant (laughs) because we've transitioned, right? So it's not (laughs) really relevant anymore. And um, in terms of loss, so we've, definitely dealt with loss um just so any everybody knows we have my beautiful daughter um and prior to having her we did end up having a child loss which i think a lot of things happen to different people and you observe that from a distance but until you go through that level of trauma it really doesn't it's so hard to say genuinely that i truly trust this person i truly know that i can be depend like i can really depend on this person you can say that but i think until you go through a lot of trauma a lot of like grief or a lot of loss or something like that that's when you really begin to see and i'm sure grace you can attest to this that's when you really begin to see yes who you can really depend on who you truly trust and who you know so (laughs) it's so important to choose the right partner I can't emphasize this enough Um, or it's so important to choose the right groups of people around you because again just to touch back on my on on my history a bit um, not having the right groups of people around you can really really like mentally do you in right and so for me yes having my husband during that time um for us as a couple really um it was like the best thing that could have happened to me because it really he really held space for me in that time he really gave me a lot of confidence in that time it sounds so bizarre to say this like you know when you lose a child how do you get confidence um but um outside of both of us being you know like you know into god and really trust our faith and know that you know everything that we receive is a blessing from above just physically being on earth he was really there for me 
Um, and so again, being able to navigate and grow, I feel like in that space, I was able to hear him and see him and see everything he was doing for me, for me to trust and let go and relax and breathe and do all the things that I wouldn't have done in the past, <laughs> you know, because I'm such a right. Doer, wow. Right? That's mm-hmm. yes. That's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wameya. That's so to really rest is wow. very difficult, especially when you're a doer to, to really trust that if I lay here, I'll be fed and I'll be taken care of and I don't have to worry um yeah it's and so it's very important i emphasize this so to have groups of friends like you just mentioned that will be a solid rock for you when life isn't necessarily going the way that you would like it to go you know um because things come yes. up all the yeah. time so in the valleys you definitely definitely want to to have people in your corner who get you so they you know first of all like you because you know yourself right but you want people who also get yes. you to be able to hold space for you support you the right way right and, and give you exactly what you need yes, so that you can continue to be, be a good person <laughs> not, not necessarily you know <laughs> um, project all the trauma and all the negativity on yes. others yeah yes Yes. Well, that's very beautiful. And I hope my listeners um, got that part. Like choosing your partner is very, very important. Like I feel like a lot of people tend to think of the wedding ceremony and not the actual marriage. So if you had gone through the process of, oh, I just want a beautiful (laughs) wedding and chose to be with somebody that wasn't um, as kind and nurturing towards Mm -hmm. your personality, then going through that loss would definitely have been very, very, very challenging than it it would have been. And I mean, obviously you can even see throughout this pandemic, a bunch of marriages um, have broken down and that's just because, you know, it's, again, it's just really getting to know yourself, number one. And then, and I know, I feel like when I speak on this, it's not even fair just because I've known my husband since we were six. So he even knows things about me that I don't know about myself, right? Because you've got, we've got that history. But even if you don't have that history, just really making sure that you're going for qualities that really add to you. And so because it, I went through a lot of different experiences growing up in terms of going to school being bullied traveling exposing myself to things being in different situations and learning more because those situations help me learn more about who I am and how I handle things and how I'm able to get over them right and so with that level of reflection in choosing a partner and saying hey this is who I want to spend the rest of my life with I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily looking at the frivolous qualities that you would look at when you're young, you know, I was looking at qualities that would actually yes. <laughs> help me, you know, because survivor of the fittest. And I, I mean, I casually say this with you all the time, like I need to be tied to people who are progressing because naturally <laughs> I will be progressing as well. And so <laughs> yes. uh, you need to yes. seek out those qualities in your <laughs> friendships, in your um you know life partner and even like with family right if you have family members who are not necessarily adding to you you need to find a way to put some boundaries right and so (laughs) yes I say that all the time and sometimes people feel like but that's my family yes that's your family yes that's blood but they are also individuals outside of what you are building as a community so if there are some qualities in there that you realize they don't match with me they are not it's not syncing with who I am I feel it's very okay to like you said set that boundary it doesn't mean you hate the person but maybe you would monitor how you communicate with the person because I don't know if you feel this sometimes sometimes you talk to some people and you feel so drained after the conversation (laughs) I feel like I feel like that's like the universe's way of saying that that's right, not your right. Place. And just to add, to you that, know, like for me, I would say that I I'm a very sociable person. I mean, anyone who actually knows me can attest to that that I'm pretty sociable. But as I've matured, and I had said that before, that I was going to touch on that um, as we move further along in this podcast, that um, 
I've completely transitioned now. And so I'm still very sociable, but I put so many boundaries because in the past, um, you know, like I said, I was very gullible and I would, you know, just do anything that I thought was fitting. And then it would all come back to me in very negative, in a very negative way. Right. And so in learning all these yes. things and going through all that trauma, I put boundaries as I progressed in life, um, you know, around people, around situations. And that's why I'm so much more happier now, just because I was very real with myself and said, hey, you know, um, can you trust your life with this person? Can you trust this person to do X, Y, Z? And if it wasn't, my gut told me that no, um, then it was a no. And then you have to be diplomatic and find ways to manage that. And so... Just to give an example, I have other friends that I grew up with similar to Grace, and you'll be surprised what you come to learn in the end, <laughs> that actually people who truly <laughs> hurt you aren't strangers walking down the street. <laughs> They're literally people who are right around you. And so you have to, yes, <laughs> so you have to really again. be mindful and start to take a step back. Don't be wrapped up in the relationships that you have with different people and, and hold on to things that you think, oh my, if I don't have this person, oh my, if I don't, then everything's going to go bad. Da, da, da. No, just really focus on the relationship that you're cultivating with people and how they're treating you or how they treat you really um and then really also honestly ask yourself right because again you'll be surprised they are most likely the people who are going to really hurt you so that those are the things i have the strategies to really help me deal with a lot of things like being able right. to adapt really well is really knowing first of all myself and so taking the time to do the work <laughs> to get to know me and then two really <laughs> analyzing and really focusing on the relationships that I have around me if they're adding value or not adding any value right and then it's the pruning or right. putting in you know boundaries to make sure that it's not extending past what it needs to be and even up right too. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Mm -hmm. I was going to touch on that. So, um, this is very beautiful, and I hope I, I hope people are actually picking the nuggets <laughs> that you. you are dropping. Like I've gotten like lines in here that if I was Kanye West, there would be like so lines funny. in the rap right now. <laughs> but yeah, so um, so going through all of this and like right. learning about yourself. How has that, um, as far as mm -hmm. relationships with other women, because growing up, that was the thing that right. you noticed first. So in this current, um, in this current time, have you nurtured new relationships with other women? Are you willing to nurture such relationships? Or what are some of the boundaries that you have mm -hmm. decided to mm -hmm. put in place? So I would those? say that like relationships, with the women for me in terms of friendship has always been really difficult and it's still something that I'm still trying to understand but I will say that definitely it's not at the level of anxiety that I felt when I lived in Ghana I think in growing up obviously that time period alone is even more sensitive when you're a teenager and so a lot of things that don't are not really yeah. necessary especially when you grow up and you look back, it wasn't really relevant, you take it more to heart. And so I would say that um, for me, like fast forward into the future now, currently, I don't have difficulty um, forming friendships with, with women, actually. I don't. I just don't spend the time anymore to, to really invest because the people, I strongly believe this, that the people or the women in my life who um, truly get me and are there for me um, have been there. And so adding new people to the pot isn't necessarily, you know, quality over quantity. So it's not necessarily going to help me personally, just because I know who I am and, and I may not be everybody's cup of tea yes. and that's okay. Right. And so I've already found my yes. village, my group of women. <laughs> and so I'm comfortable with that. And so 
socially, I meet people all the time. I'm always in different groups, <laughs> but I never <laughs> put in so much effort into the relationships or really try to take those relationships to the next level because I've already found my people. That may not necessarily be the right thing for everyone. Right. And so it's very important that you really make a decision for yourself and say, hey, do I want to take on that stress of navigating and making sure that this person is really there for me or there for other things or just sticking to the women in your life that have always been there, good or bad. (laughs) And you don't need a lot of people, right? Sometimes you really (laughs) psych yourself to think, oh, I need new people, new friends, blah, blah, blah. But really and truly just, you know, the grass is greener where you're watering it. Right? Let's, that's where you need to focus. Whoever is in yes. your life right now that has always been there, yes. just keep pouring into them because chances are they're still going to be there. <laughs> um, and so I've been different <laughs> women um, living abroad. Um, you know, I've met different from work or from school, but I find that once those situations end, it ends with the friendship. <laughs> it sounds so sad to say because I had a lot of... Like, <laughs> my college I mean sometimes I do speak to them every now and again and also I mean I'm not the part of that too so I'm not really on social media like that and so that could also be a part of that but I do touch base every now and again with people but I don't like they're not my friends like that where I'm going out of my way to call them or see them or visit them you know because I have my friends already and so I just focus on on the girls in in my life that are, um, you know, adding value to me and I'm adding value to them and we're both growing together or we're growing together. Um, And so, yeah. Right. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you so much for going through those with that. So um, before we go, I wanted us to, you to give us some insight on how you came up with your business idea. How Pretty Painters started. (laughs) Um, so, well, pretty papers. So that's just my stationery boutique uh, that I started um, after having my daughter. And so prior to um, having children, I was working a full-time job uh, that's like about 80 hours a week. <laughs> it's You're supposed to actually work 35, but that's, that's, that's not a reality. Um, it's very right. fast as well, too. And so I knew right away uh, that it won't be feasible to, because I, again, just, and this is why I keep emphasizing, you really need to get to know who you are and put yourself first. So I knew that once I have children, I want to spend the time with my children, right? I already knew that before having children. So yes. um, I said to myself, okay, I need to do this job because it's my career, whatever. But once I have children, then I need to do a shift. But I also know that I'm one of those people that I like balance. I can't just spend the time doing the same thing over and over again, Right. Because then I built resentment. So I said, okay, what can I do to balance? Because I'm coming from a very fast pace, 80 hour a week work to not having anything. That's, that's difficult, right? You, you constantly would have to do something. And yeah, like raising a child is like a hundred hours a week, (laughs) but um, (laughs) yeah. yeah, A million hours a week. I I would say that. Having my business now that I get to do from home and anybody who knows me knows this about me, that I'm a very, I'm a doer. I'm a big, big doer. I'm a driver. I'm not yes. a, I like to go with the group sometimes, but <laughs> typically I am the doer. I am the one pushing the, leading the people to go. So planning stuff, always planning everything. Um, is just the key. That's how I thrive. If I don't plan anything, I'm quite useless. Um, <laughs> I also can't remember that much because I haven't thought through it. I haven't planned it. And that's just my personality. I'm very type A. So with that being said, I knew that, okay, if I can come up with something that I'm passionate about to do that isn't necessarily 80 hours a week, but I'm still learning new skills I'm still doing something that would give me a break 
whilst taking care of my child, I know that that would make me happy, right? And so I spent the time to sit down to think through that. And so yeah. I, like we're in Canada, so we're blessed to have like a year long paternity leave. And so I had that opportunity to just sit for a year, um, you know, obviously spent a great deal of that year with my daughter and just really being very invested in her foundation and how she's growing and all of that, both my husband and I. And then towards the end of my mat leave, I just said, okay, time to to step into something different, right? And do something different to balance my time. And so that's how come yeah. I created Pretty Papers, which is my boutique stationery brand, like I said. And it's just think something I'm passionate about because I love stationery and I love anything that has to do with stationery. And again, I already spend my time doing that. I have a lot of planners. I spend my time planning things. So um, I figured that, <laughs> I'm sure somebody else would do like this stuff. I, you know, I just thought through that and I was like, you know, I'll share. Yes. Because we all have ideas to share, right? And so I said, I'll share this stuff with, and I found a beautiful right. community, a planner community. And, um, you know, we all get together and then we discuss all our businesses and just what we're coming, what we're doing. And, and I mean, there's, there are bigger plans for my business, but as of right now, it's just something that I'm doing to balance my time with my child, just because it, it would just make me much, much more happier to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. And the efficacy oh, with you. which you execute things. <laughs> thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. Your products are very nice. And mm -hmm. if people want to purchase, they want to. So I'm, uh, I'm proud of Shopify and I'm on Etsy you. as well because it's handmade. Um, I make all the stuff myself. I design them all myself. Um, as of right now, I have about three collections that I've put out. And I'm still working on some more collections. I just need to find the time to do it, honestly. Because, okay, so I'm one of those people because I'm so type <laughs> A. I only want to do things that I want to use. <laughs> I don't want to do things that I don't like. Right. Really, and I'm also like almost a perfectionist, which is very annoying. Um, I would just keep redoing it. And so I like to spend the time to really um, do the things that I like. Um, and then put it out because then I know when others are enjoying it, it makes me much more happier. So I'm on Etsy and right. I'm on Shopify, prettypapers.com. And for Etsy, it's, uh, I think it's Etsy.com slash prettypapers. Um, and the papers is spelled with an E at the end. Okay. Um, just to have something unique. Um, and that's why I created it that way. But yes. as of right now, it's still growing um, a little bit. But I just need to find the time because, again, <laughs> taking care of a child is 100 hours a week to really invest. But I think eventually <laughs> there'll be a transition where she'll go to school. And so then um, I would come to a crossroads again why I'm right. making a decision if I want to continue my business or if I want to go back to traditional work, right? So, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll pick that up another right. time on the podcast. <laughs> How are yes, you absolutely, on? absolutely. You will definitely be a returning guest because I feel like there's so much more that we would right, like to go on, right. but time will not permit that. So, yes, absolutely, we'll have you back on here. And thank right. you so much for taking the time to come on. So, I'm gonna mm -hmm. do this. It's like fast five questions, and you just give me the answer okay. of the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay? Yeah, I'm good now. Okay, whenever you're ready. <laughs> I think I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right the first one is i cry i cry when... when i'm overwhelmed when i'm overwhelmed i cry yeah okay okay um my heart breaks my heart when breaks I... when i see other people crying <laughs> i know like oh god oh, no. <laughs> like, and it's true so <laughs> i know this <laughs> Okay, um, I'm, I'm happy as everything is working out. <laughs> when there are no fires to put out, when we're checking the box. Yeah, yes. I like it when things are working out. I'm, I'm the happiest then. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay um, the next one is I dislike. I just like people who are not themselves. It really bothers me. Like, uh, just be yourself. <laughs> the world needs you. Just be yourself. <laughs> 
the world yes needs be yourself you. guys be, be yourself, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes all right and the last one is i can't live without pretentiously i would say i can't live without god but i think that's a standard for everyone and so what i'll say is i really can't live without my yeah. family i think my family they've really molded me to be the woman that i am today my experiences have too but i think the foundation that i always look to is my family and this is my mom my dad my siblings my husband and so you know my family my friends <laughs> i don't know what i would do without you guys oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know what i'll so do much. without um, you yeah, either <laughs> everything that i am you know as the same ubuntu everything that i am is because of you guys so i definitely give credit to that and i don't know i don't know Aww. a world uh, that i could live in without you guys <laughs> oh that's mm-hmm. so kind thank you all right guys thank you so much for tuning into this episode i hope you enjoyed it if you have any questions you can always reach out to me on instagram is deeply podcast and if you want to find right, mommy, i think papers. you're also on instagram, instagram right but yeah you can message me on a pretty papers i think it's instagram.com slash pretty papers and then you can find me and then you can dm me message me yes. i'll respond <laughs> Oh, yes. Yay. Okay. <laughs> All thank right. Thank you so much, you so for, much for taking the time to come I'm on. I'm so happy to be a guest and hopefully I'll return again. <laughs> yes, please. You Bye. Will. Have a nice day. Bye. All right, then. Bye-bye. That was a very beautiful conversation and I hope you took something from there and learned something. If you do want to come on the show and share a story about yourself that you feel would empower someone, I encourage you to do that. You can always reach out to me on Deeply Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Always remember to be mindful and kind.